questions we're back again i this is your everyone's favorite on again off again podcast my name is anna valenzuela (laughs) and uh today i am joined by the very funny the very amazing she's got to identify herself because that's how we do on this podcast who are you hi i'm christina marie leonard really great to be I love that uh, you basically, uh, I had been on hiatus. I mean, podcast burnout, no hiatus. Um, <laughs> I had been uh, super burned out. And you every time you'd see me, you'd be like, I want to do your pod. I want to do your pod. I want to do your pod. And, and I fucking love that, man. I'm like, okay, she's holding me accountable. She's uh, bringing me back into the fold. <laughs> and in the midst of this quarantine, here we are. <laughs> oh my God. That's so great because I always feel follow up ever. And, um, you know, you are somebody that, like, and I'm like, oh, yes, like, she'll be a great person to try this following up thing on. <laughs> and I'm glad it worked. You're crushing it. You're crushing it. So, in the midst of everything, let's just dive into these questions because we're going to get to know you very well over the next hour along this takes. Um, how are you, how do you experience surrender right now? Oh, well, when I, when I saw those questions, I mean, right now in this pandemic and like you, you have, like, this is like the ultimate surrender, I think, because it's like financial who knows what and like health who knows what and like people judging you who knows what and relationships you know so i for me it just like surrender i just have to turn it over to a higher power um because i can't control right now like i can't control things in general and i want to all the time but like, I can't control the coronavirus. So I just, I know, like, I'm sorry if you had me on this podcast because you thought I could control the coronavirus and was going to give us, I know. I mean, you're a powerful lady. You are, you are, uh, you are a very funny comic. You are a, you have a podcast yourself, correct? Yeah, I'm in hiatus too. And so um, when you said, um, can I also record my end? That's why I was like, well, I'll get out my podcasting mic because I actually did pay for another year of SoundCloud because I wanted to have, like, once Mandalorian, mine is about Star Wars, and yes. once Mandalorian came out, I was like, oh, I should redo it. And then when I saw your Han Solo shirt, my thought is I should restart and then have you be my first guest back. So I would, that, I would love that. <laughs> oh my God. Well, now, we, now we're going to make that happen too. So Exactly. I love it. I love it. Um, how, have you been, I know you're like into cosplay, right? 
I, I love dressing up and I started cosplaying as princess Leia when I, I don't remember, like there was an event, like a red carpet thing. And I dressed up like princess Leia. I don't even know how I got the costume. I bought it. I mean, yeah, but I don't really know why I bought the, initially it wasn't for the event. Um, it just kind of, all these things happened at once. And then I started doing um, Kyle Kreiss's cosplay comedy show. Yeah. Kyle. Um, and so that was fun. But, um, and then it was cool to do them at conventions. But I just started getting really overwhelmed with the crowds at the conventions. And so I kind of like haven't done that in a while just because like the, con- like I love all that is conventions. And the first time I went to a convention, it was like Disneyland. But then I was kind of like, okay, but like I've done that now. You know, um, so maybe I'll do cosplay as somebody else next time. Kind of switch maybe, up. or maybe just do it in your house right now because there's nothing going on. <laughs> I well, what I want to do, I'm tomorrow. I'm going to shoot a scene from my favorite movie, Detroit Rock City, as the Natasha Leone character. Have you seen that movie? Gosh, not in years, but I've seen it. Oh my god, so good, so good. So I want to do like in front of my little cell tape studio, just like different characters you know I'm not really like a like a yeah you know sketch character actor but like I guess that's just out of fear that I haven't really tried so dressing up and why not yeah I mean this is a real confront your fear situation I think in a lot of ways like who cares I mean we're all out here just trying to live just trying to be right now and uh I mean What I I know that you've been through some things in your life. Uh, You've, you know, probably had coffee in basements with weirdos. And, uh, (laughs) and what has been like the most insane part of your, your life, the story that is you? Yeah. Okay. So that was probably the question that was the one that, that I didn't know the answer to the most insane thing um it's probably like how I like have been able to change and um like I'll think of a better answer later you know what I mean don't (laughs) worry about it there's no right or wrong answer here we're just having a good time I, I haven't the thing is and like you know, when the coffee with basement people things, um, which those other people that have been in basements for coffee know what we mean. Um, I've, I don't really have any crazy, like, like, yeah, I would always take my clothes off when I was drunk and stuff like that and do fine <laughs> buildings and you know what I mean? Those things. Yeah. Drunk, was, drunk white girl um, shit. I wouldn't say any of those were like the most insane. I think the most insane is that I don't do that stuff anymore. The most insane thing is that I'm sober during a pandemic. <laughs> you know? I'm not even smoking cigarettes. <laughs> insane. I saw a lady smoking a cigarette outside, and I haven't had a craving for a cigarette in a long time, and I just looked at her, and I was like, <sighs> this is all I want. <laughs> It's so weird. And I think part of it, like, I don't know about you, but I've always had like this, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, whatever. I've always had this rebellious thing, right? So like, even when they were before the actual lockdown, when they were like, don't, you know, go out, 
I was like wanting to go out because I was like, fuck them. I'm going to, you know, and, um, I always want to do the opposite of what is what you're supposed to do. And so the fact that this like affects your lungs and you know what I mean? Like if like that, I think that's why smoking seems so nice is because I know it's like really bad, especially now. Yeah. It's that my, my disease inside of my head is just like, what's the worst thing we could do right now? Yes. And I'm like, just shut up. We're just trying to not eat ourselves to death right now. That's it. I just need, I don't need like another weird craving in my life. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I've definitely gone through the caveat of insane cravings through this, whether it's like sex, food, cigarettes, cigarettes was the one that hit me the most like viscerally. I was like, oh. It was like first thing in the morning, I'm drinking coffee, looking out the window, being like, give me a cigarette later. You know, um, I, I definitely get it. It's a, it's a strange, it's insane that we're not. So I tweeted something today and somebody was giving me flack and they, I was like, listen, I haven't, they were, I basically, you know, that old program saying, if you're, um, if you're bored in recovery, you're a boring person. <laughs> yes. That's basically what I tweeted. I was like, if you're bored right now, you're boring. Like, that's that's it. Like, you you got to have something. You got to, I rearranged my closet today. Like, do a thing, you know, just do something. Like, and um, and uh, to, to have like, so many people got mad. One person was like, well, it's easy to stay. Say you live in a state that's got legal pot. And I was like, <laughs> no <laughs> not for me <laughs> so. and it's considered essential i know yeah it, it's definitely essential in my life in the sense that uh my boyfriend's taking up edibles and he is not a addict and so i'm like get your groove on man whatever gets you to unwind yeah yeah my boyfriend he does the pot is oh guy sounds like i'm 70 he does the pot the pot you know, I'm glad he has something during this time, you yeah. know, um, cause no, no, no tools suck, but, uh, yeah. absolutely. How, yeah. how do you make All decisions? The that you oh, go ahead. Oh, I don't remember what I was going <laughs> to I'm sorry. <laughs> we're saying cigarettes, sex, and food were the things that were going on the Rolodex of, and I have had all of those things in my, yes. Um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's like day one of the quarantine, okay, day, and then it just rotates. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I can't wait till like day forty-five when people are just posting full pictures of their boobs on the internet. Like, it's gonna get, it's gonna get wild. Like, I think three days in, I saw somebody's butt, and the caption was "There's my butt," and I was like, "Cool." <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, what, how do you make decisions in your life? Wow. Okay. So, um, like my first thought is that I run them by someone else <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because of, you know, I, like I, my first, my first idea is usually terrible. And whenever I, whenever I do something that is my first thought, it's always a disaster. Um, you know, um, like driving to my boyfriend's very far away at four o'clock in the morning because I wanted to fix a problem like without, because in the middle of the night, I don't want to wake anyone up. 
So I, so that was an example of what I used to do. Um, you know, cause what was like, the problem? Oh, um, he came over and I had fallen asleep. Um, I was just going to wait up for him. I'd fallen asleep and I had my phone off and he couldn't get in and had to drive really far away home and was upset and I wanted to fix it, but I didn't wake up until four. Um, so I saw, you know, the text then and was like, Oh, I'll just, you know, I love how your cat is like bad idea, Christina. (laughs) (laughs) That is Oscar. He is my new co-host. Um, he talks all the time and I think he ate an SD card. So, uh, we're, we're living. Um, yeah, it's, that's so funny. I definitely, I also like suffer from the ants in the pants. That's the like, I want to fix it, ants in the pants. That's crazy. Oh my God. I love the ants in the pants. I'm going to call it that now. I have lots <laughs> of my pants. What has been oh. the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself? Okay. Okay. Um, I had a really good answer for that. And then I forgot. Um, the most interesting thing that I've learned about, oh yeah, is that I am way more awesome than I thought I was. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause I, you know, somebody shared in, um, in a basement, in a zoom basement. Zoom basement. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The, she, uh, the pandemic, that pandemic would really suck. You know, if you, if we all still hated ourselves, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, not that I'm having a blast, like right now I'm having, this is fun. I'm enjoying this, this moment. Mm-hmm. This is great. But like in general, there's, you know, like the reality is that, you know, people are dying and, um, financially there's like lots of, you know, either, you know, it's not, it's not great. Um, but I used to really hate myself and I didn't believe in myself. And, um, I also was you know, I, there were times where I also thought I was, I was, I was definitely the most important thing in the world, but, but I didn't like myself. Um, but now I'm like, okay, like I have a lot to offer. Like, for example, the other day I learned to French braid my hair. Um, didn't think I could do that. Yeah. I've tried for years and I did it. The back is still, I took the bottoms out here, but like, like not, that's just like a practical example of me being able to do something. Right. I've never been able to do that. Well, I'm going to send you a video and I lean back what I like, actually my, well, the reason I did it is because I had tried it and failed. And then my boyfriend just started, he has long hair. He just started French braiding his hair next to me. And I was like, Oh bitch, please. I can't let you be better at this than me. That's so funny. Where see, and this is where you and I are different. I'd be like, baby, braid my hair. Since you know how to do it, braid mine. You did have to finish it for me, actually. But then after that, I know. So, but like the braiding is just like, there's other things where, you know, um, you know, um, yeah. I love that. That's great. That's great. How do you experience, or what's your level of honesty? But like people have told me shit, you know, for that. That's okay. What do people tell you? I want to hear it. Can you repeat the question? I just like glitched for a second. That's okay. I was going to ask, uh, what is your, uh, what is your level of honesty in your life? Oh, that's a funny question for me to be like, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. No. Um, cause if I was a big liar, I, um, what? Mm. yeah, 
so um, I have to be super honest because um, dishonesty has like just created the biggest problems for me ever. Like when I, I produced a web series a few years ago and we raised all this money and it was a big deal and I'm still proud of it and everything. But um, like I had, I was not upfront about like my role in it. And like when other people wanted to take more responsibility, I was like, Oh yeah, that's okay. You know? Um, and also with logistical things, like my roommate, we filmed in our house and I didn't tell him what a, that we would have sandbags and monitors and a whole crew. Like he just thought we were like, you know, okay, filming with an iPhone. But like I said, we were going to be filming all day on such and such. Well, all day wasn't like from nine to six. All day was right. from 5 a.m. The crew gets there, you know, and oh, he was pissed, you know, and, and so much so that he, he ran his car into the patio furniture out of spite later that day. <laughs> all this shit happened because I wasn't honest about like anything. And so now I'm very honest. Um, and when I'm not, it's a disaster, but like, you know, I had to like tell my, my health insurance about my unemployment and then my health insurance went up a little bit. This was today, you know, and I'm just like, shit, if I had just lied to my health insurance, you know, but like they probably would have found out anyway, and then it would be a bigger disaster. And so like things like that, where I'm like, I wish I just didn't have to be honest, but like it, it, it alleviates a lot of bigger shit for me anyway. Sure. Sure. What is, what, how do you experience, uh, fear and anxiety? Oh, well, those are things that are, they, those suck. <laughs> right don't they just blow um I have a lot of anxiety I have a lot of anxiety and I have a lot of fear and my mentor will call her um says that anxiety and fear is just not trusting God so I like that I believe that that is true but that doesn't mean that I don't have anxiety and fear, you know? Um, so actually I was on medication for depression and anxiety for a long time. Um, I'm diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Um, I find I'm not on anything right now. Maybe I should be, I don't know. I've been, it's, you know, like I don't have any opinion on that. I just know that like when I, I don't know. Um, but I feel like, I feel like I either have depression or I have anxiety. And it's like, if I want to not be depressed, then I have to just get so busy that I'm not depressed. But then therefore with the busyness, I will have anxiety. Mm. So it's just like, Christina, which one do you want today? <laughs> you know, um, which that's, um, that's something that I laugh at, but also like, I'm aware that like, that's probably not healthy and I should probably figure that out on not my own. So <laughs> <laughs> on not my own. Uh hello. <laughs> yeah, I um uh my experience with fear is it's not the true act of faith is walking through it. Yeah. That 
I, I also have anxiety. I have like PTSD stuff from abuse and neglect when I was a kid. And, and I have to, um, I have to walk through a lot of fear sometimes. And then there are other times where I don't really walk through any fear when I should, I was talking to my, my therapist and, uh, and she said, I was like, I think I'm handling this quarantine thing too well. Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, yeah. I mean, with your childhood, it makes sense. This is, you did this, this is, you know how to do this. And, um, and so there's, there's certain amounts of like fear and anxiety that don't really, I don't know. I don't really, I used to be in constant fear. That's one thing I can tell you. And then it kind of went away, but also I, you know, I have to get outside help for that. And, um, and that, that was really, you know, there was a time where I was having panic attacks on stage, but that's a chemical type of fear. That is my brain is telling me there's tigers in the room, whereas self-centered fear is my addiction. Yeah. Wow. That you can separate those. That's really cool and interesting and helpful. I mean, I have to, because if I, there was definitely a lot of years where I would call sponsors and just be like, and they'd be like, uh, this feels like more than just your problem. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. What is your, um, like what thing about yourself, like a character defect, what's the one thing you still struggle with today? Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I just finished my fourth step. So I'm like very much, thank you. (laughs) I'm very much, I wasn't sure how many like words and lingo we're using. So I'm going to get into it now. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so I'm, I just looked at that and right now it's like all like trying to control people and lack of acceptance. Those are like the main players right now. Um, jealousy has been a thing that was like prominent forever. I think a lot of that is just like, um, like being in the entertainment industry and I'm just like, Oh, I can put everyone I know on here, you know, like that's, but it's not now it's not like, um, luckily now usually the jealous, if I have like a jealous feeling, it usually, I'm also happy for the person. And then it usually kind of is more like, okay, this is good because now this will help you to take the action that you need. So it's more just like a little boost. Yeah. Uh, but during at the beginning of the quarantine, um, that that was like it kind of it kind of the jealousy kind of came back because like usually if I felt jealous it like only lasted for a second before I just was like oh that's awesome and now you can do this to but with the quarantine not being able to take any action I was like and you're never gonna succeed because the world's never gonna be normal again so you're just gonna live in this jealous feeling forever um and then I talked to my sponsors and and I was like okay no one can take any action right now we're all in the same boat so that luckily was kind of that's over now um but yeah they're still just like wanting to control all situations and all people and um yeah can't I can't do that but I try. I mean, don't we all? If the world would just fucking listen to us, everything would be better. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um the the whole like my parents and I don't agree like but 
that has just, you know, today, we got along great today. Um, tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah. I don't understand the people that are quarant like 30 and 40 year olds that are going back to, you know, bumfuck Idaho to quarantine with their 70 year old parents though. Like to me, that would be so much worse. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the rate of murder suicides would be through the roof for a yeah. while. <laughs> yeah. I could not. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I've been talking to my parents on the phone a lot and we have, because we have more time to talk and that has really actually been quite, quite great at the beginning when, you know, we, tr we don't put politics in there and then it's good, but like living together. No, no. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, <laughs> I had to, one of the greatest things about the quarantine is it gave me the excuse to. Uh, tell my my borderline personality disorder uh, eighty seven year old grandmother that uh, who was a marriage and family therapist. So when she fucks with you, she does it clinically. Oh, uh, yeah. So I um my my favorite thing about that was telling her that I couldn't see her. <laughs> I was like, I love you, and I wish I could like take you to run your errands, but it's super irresponsible for me to do that. <laughs> and she was like. Yeah. Oh, okay. And she pushed it a couple of times and tried to put it in a position. And I just kept explaining to her, I was like, I love you and I don't want you to get hurt. And I could touch a gas pump and get you sick. So sorry. Oh, I would like to say that like your, your 87 year old, like clinical therapist grandmother, when she fucks with you, it's, what did you say? It is clinical. She's like, yeah, she, 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 can, she can dig into your brain in a way that is deeply upsetting. <laughs> yeah. I see a movie about you and your grandmother. I'll write it someday. It'll be really fun. I'll make yeah. Alice and Janie play my, my mom or my grandmother. It'll work. That's yeah. the wish I'm putting out there to the higher power. Um, what is your, um, what is your experience of forgiveness? Oh yeah. You know, so growing up, I was raised Presbyterian and my mom was very religious, which I like talk about in my stand up a lot. And like, she, you know, just like I, I talk about like having a goth phase and my mom being super religious, but those are both true. But mm -hmm there was like a period of time when I was extreme and she was extreme. So she's not her entire course of being alive. Hasn't always been like super extreme religious, but I was raised religious. And I remember at one point, like um, saying that I could never be a Christian because um, I could never forgive. Like you're supposed to forgive and forget. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I could never forgive. And then my dad said something like, well, you can forgive. You just don't have to forget or something else. Like my dad would always like come in and be like, yeah, but aliens are real. Or like, you know what I mean? Like my mom would be like, well, I'm going to quote James. The, and my dad would be like, yeah, that's true. What your mother said, but like also. Your dad sounds fun. <laughs> Like, hopefully my parents won't listen to the podcast together because um, they'd be like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, forgiveness, though, I just, um, that is hard. Um, but 
I just, and it's also like something that I feel like I can't control when I forgive someone, you know? And, um, so I, but I think you feel it like in some, like, and also just like how I thought that like that, like really intense jealousy would never be able to be removed from me. And it was that the intensity was from like, I don't feel like the right rageful demon that I used to feel like, I yeah. just want Oh, I wish that, but it's not like, you know, and, um, that was like a miracle. I never thought that would go away. And I have been able to forgive people, which I also think is a miracle. Um, and I hopefully, and I hope that people can forgive me, but like, you know, right now, as I say this to you, when you ask me this question, like actually it just now hit me. I'm like, Oh, I expect people to forgive me though. Oh, no problem. I just, am like, well, why didn't he forgive me? I'm like, oh, right. It's like really hard to do and you can't control it. Even if you want to forgive a person, sometimes you won't feel that forgiveness. And maybe like you need time. Um, and uh, for some reason I can totally accept that in myself, but like I can't accept it in other people. Yeah, it was, uh, I was working the steps and I had a sponsor point out to me. She was like, you can't ask to, you can't ask people to forgive you unless you've unconditionally forgiven people. And I did this, basically this forgiveness prayer for every single person I had a resentment for. And it was like going through a swamp of pain because what I realized is even though I had done four steps, even though I had done, I'd inventoried, I had, I had done eight steps. I had done this stuff before. I had never really, um, accepted the fact that I do have to forgive and that forgiveness is a process that takes an indefinite amount of time and requires that person to relive the experience of the harm. And I think a lot of people don't want to do that yeah, because you have to forgive yourself for the person you were during that harm. And for me, that was really difficult because in my, my self-identity, I'm, I'm a badass who's responsible for my own self-care and self, you know, um, self-safety. And that has not, that's not a realistic expectation. There were moments on an eight step where my sponsor took a, a mar- uh, took a marker and uh, crossed out things I had written down to say, uh, no, you were a kid. You were not responsible for that. Wow. That sounds like an amazing sponsor. You know, well, I've, I've been very, I've moved around a lot. So I've had like a hundred different sponsors and every single one of them has been a goddamn gem. And, um, and I, I feel that I live with a normie and, and, and when she's going through stuff, sometimes I'll be like, well, I had a sponsor once tell me, well, I had a sponsor once tell me. I'm like, I'm like the, the, um, the rose of the situation. I'm like back in St. Olaf, like I've got all these, <laughs> all these idioms, <laughs> but it's good. I mean, it's good, but yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful way that you answered that question. I love the way you answered that question. That was amazing. I love the way you asked the question. Literally, like you opened up a whole new world to me. Like it, it just it rang a bell and like turned on a light bulb of like, oh, duh, Christina. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> With that being said, what's your weirdest amends or weirdest apology you've either given or endured? 
Oh my God. Okay. Well, the weirdest, <laughs> this is funny. Um, so I've had a lot of great ones, you know, like calling old roommates from college and reconnecting with people. And oftentimes like the hardest ones are like the most rewarding. And then I've had some people that just aren't very forgiving. Um, and, and usually those are like the, like, like the prompt amends, like in a 10th step, like that. And you know, when you're wrong promptly, so like the next, and I think those don't always go as well because maybe like the person needed more time or, you know what I mean? But yeah. like I am, you know, making it prompt, but, um, but the, the weirdest was probably like, there was this friend that I worked with and, um, I was making it like, like I was just kind of like my, I have a lot of, have a lot of anxiety at work. Um, um, and I work, I worked and hopefully we'll work again at Flappers Comedy Club and, you know, it's great, super fun, definitely support them, um, for the takeout they're doing right now. Um, but like the funny thing is like, I would just like be kind of like short with people a lot because I would just, I mean, I've, I, I'm a friendly server, but like, I just, you know, if anybody's worked in the service industry, you get it. Yeah. And um, sometimes I, I, I just think I wasn't very nice. And there were times where I would just like, you know, maybe yell at people or whatnot. And so there were like a handful of people that I made amends to who I just think I had just been really rude to. Um, anyway, and, and they were all understanding and they all both basically said, Oh dude, it's cool. Like I've been there that I've had my nights too. But this one guy was like, what did I do? Why am I being targeted? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you're not being targeted. He's like, what, if, why am I a target of this? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, it's just, you're, I, I value our friendship and I just want to make my wrongs right. And you're very important to me. And I feel like I may have hurt you here. And he was like, and he was just like, really selfish. And it, it wasn't even like, and then I don't even, like, I didn't even get to the amends. I just, when I was like, you know, I feel like I need to make things right here. And he was, and you know, he wasn't mad. It was just, he was like very defensive about the fact that I was targeting him. That was so weird. Um, and then I just kind of made it real quick. And, and he was like, okay. And clearly no one had ever made an amends to him. He was very confused about what was happening. Oh, bless his heart. It sounds like no one's ever apologized to him ever, which means he's probably the dick in most of his relationships. <laughs> Like not to not to, to to throw shade at the person who you're making, about, but that is such a funny reaction. Just like, no, I'm just trying to be okay. <laughs> oh my god, this yeah. is bringing up a lot for you, sir. Okay, well, uh, I guess to injure them or others, I don't know if this is an injury, but it happened before me, definitely. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. But about you, what was your weirdest one? Oh, um, God, that is a great question. I, I had to make an amends to an ex that I had broken up with in recovery. I think the, the hardest amends is to make the amends is to make is the, um, the ones that you, the wreckage that you cause in recovery. Those are the ones that are like, ah, oh, damn it. And I I had handled a breakup pretty poorly, yeah. And uh, had to sit down, and it was right when I started doing stand up. And he was like, um, "Well, do you know this person? They're like a really important comedian in New York that I am friends with." 
And I, I met a friend, a comic afterwards to go to a mic and he said, what did he say to you? And I said, well, he asked me if I knew about this one comedian and do you know this person? He goes, no, 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 the fuck that is. He's just making it up. Oh my God. <laughs> He's like, who cares? And I was like, okay. And it was one of those things where like, I, I have no control over that person's ability to forgive and like where he was at emotionally with that. and. And I think that's just what I was experiencing is a lot of that anger. And it was an interesting amends where I walked away understanding that the God's will was for that relationship to end. Even though I could have done it with more grace, <laughs> that relationship was totally supposed to end. And in a way that amends was very much for both of us. Like I was like, oh yeah, I don't have to second guess that a day longer. That is completely it. There, there is no regrets. I am so glad I am not with that person. Not because he was a bad person, but just because our defects didn't bode well together. You know, I, I'm deeply insecure and he wants to be superior mm-hmm. and that's not going to work <laughs> for either of us. <laughs> what he needs is somebody to be like, shut up, stupid. Who cares what you think? <laughs> you're right that's so so awesome and and and, you know I obviously I've worked on that insecurity a lot and probably the person who would show up to that relationship today would be like whatever (laughs) I watched you put dishwashing soap inside the dishwasher and wonder why the house was full like you put dawn one time in the dishwasher it's like I don't care if you have a PhD you don't know how appliances work That's amazing. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was uh, that was that was probably the weirdest one. But what was? Huh? Made someone up. That's the uh, yeah. New York person. Um, you said he. You said he just made someone up. He just made that comedian up. I think he probably knew a person, but what he didn't realize is that we, there's so many comedians. If you know all the comedians, you have some sort of disorder. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, it's just, I, I couldn't even tell you in the last year how many comic, I couldn't name every comic who had a special or a TV spot in the last year. It's like, the market is saturated. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just a weird, just a weird moment. <laughs> uh, well, how do you maintain, especially during these times, how are you maintaining your, your spiritual self, your spiritual life? Like, how are you holding this all together? Yeah. Um, well, on the days that I am holding it together, um, <laughs> which are most of the days, um, well, I like try to keep busy. I, I, I have like, I saw this YouTube video about like, um, whether you should use this time to like relax or use this time to like get everything done. And I'm kind of trying to just find a happy medium because I don't want to, I don't want to just like, it makes me depressed to just be lazy the whole like now we've been, I'm making like daily videos. So today would be day 21 of not me staying at my house, but since 
like the, I think it's like since the restaurants closed or since the bars closed or whatever, I started making these. So it's, you know, we've been, it's been going on for a while now. So just, just relaxing and taking advantage of this free time. It's no longer relaxing. Like I will go nuts, but also being like, okay, I'm going to write this screenplay and learn piano again, or, you know, work. I have my keyboard because I'm trying to refresh that and learn Spanish and do all these self tapes. And I'm going to make my earring business. I'm going to start making masks. I'm going to go to three meetings a day. I'm going to start sponsoring someone new. I'm going to learn to French braid my hair. I'm going to call my mom and I redevelop my relationship with my girl. Like my head's going to explode, you know? Um, so, um, I've been trying, I've been going to, to 12 step meetings, like smaller, meetings usually because um with zoom and stuff like like smaller um um for that so i've been doing that and i have been of all the like big list of shit that i'm working on i've been trying to do like one or two of those things a day um and i've started setting like alarms for like an hour or and then if i'm having fun with it i'll keep keep going but like you know um and i've been calling friends and getting support from people to like you know, I've gotten ideas from friends that have given me the pointers of, you know, don't tell yourself that you're going to spend all day, you know, learning Greek um, or whatever. <laughs> you know? But also don't sleep all day either, you know. So I guess those are the things. And I've been got back into meditating. Um, you know, like when this first happened, I just like kind of stopped. Like I, I didn't really know what to do. But now I'm kind of getting into a rhythm, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Any, tips, any tips from Anna? I uh, wrote this real wild aggro um, post on my Facebook and on my Twitter and my Instagram about basically saying those things like do a little bit, you know, right now you you're using a lot of your mental energy to cope with a massive change on a global level. And so if you can do just one thing a day in different areas of your life, then you're doing all right. And this is hard for both the overachievers and the underachievers, you know, to just do like a little bit a day. You know, I write it down that my, my new 10 step is more like, did I do something for my body? Did I do something for my spiritual health? Did I do something for my mental health? Did I, did I challenge my brain in a way? Did I, um, did I relax? You know, uh, did I contact somebody? So like little questions of like, you know, and if none of those things happen, if the day turns out to be like, I don't feel good. So I'm laying down, you know, then that's it, you know? And so it just giving yourself the grace to experience this very strange time. I think that's the, the, the cool part about it is we've all, we're all going through it at once. Three years ago, I got real sick and I've shared about it a lot on this podcast, but I got real sick with a bunch of little things that were preventable, but because of my disease and my newfound addiction to stand up, I completely ignored them. And, um, and they all kind of came to a head at once. And there was a lot of times where I would call my sponsor and I would say like, this is all the reasons why I'm a failure today because I haven't recorded my Netflix special and I haven't, you know, done all these things. I'm not like in 85 acting classes and I'm not doing all these things. And she would say, honey, you're sick. Your job right now is to lay in bed and eat cheese. That's it. 
Stop trying to do everything. You're sick. And when this whole thing started, I immediately went back to that place of like, oh, I'm sick. Like, even though I wasn't sick, it was just like, oh, the world is sick. (laughs) Kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I found acceptance in that. And I think a lot of people, people who go to the the basements and drink coffee, I think we kind of have a leg up because we connect and we talk about it and we express our fears. And I'm sure I'm going to have a moment where I really crash into some fear. I'm sure I will. But for right now, for today, for some reason, it hasn't happened. And maybe that's because I went through a bunch of dumb shit already. Yeah, well, when you texted me, or when we te- we were texting planning this podcast, and I was like, how are you going, how are you dealing with this? And you're like, oh, but there's shit, I'm, I've got this, because, you know, we've already experienced, like, the putting the work in and, you know, tools for, like, horrible situations, and that, like, really, you know, reminded me, and, and my sponsors remind me, too, that, like, you know, this this is another another thing just another one more thing have you ever been arrested no i've been so lucky i actually was in a door like i mean i have been so close where like my friends have all been arrested and i got away and i i feel like i dodged bullets yeah you don't have a very arrestable face um one time i was wearing a bow in my hair and i think that was why (laughs) They're like, I can't arrest it. She's wearing a, she's a baby. She's got a bow in her hair. That's so funny. I, it does feel very much what this self quarantine feels like to me is that moment when you know you're getting arrested. <laughs> and oh you're, just like, you're just like, fuck. All right. Because <laughs> you can't change it and you're completely powerless. So you're just like, Okay, cool. Well, uh, try not to wash my hair in that uh, weird lice shampoo y'all got when we get there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the, the time, this time where I really thought I was going to be arrested was my friend's dorm room, and we were all smoking. This is Nebraska, and before pot was legal or recreational or medical. And we were all smoking pot in their dorms, which was stupid. I had a house. Like, we could have gone – we could have gone to my house and I offered up my house. So that's the only reason that I don't feel more guilty that I wasn't arrested and they were, um, or maybe they, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, I remember like when the, 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 I went, I tried to leave to go to the bathroom and then the RA came, and then the cops. Came, and I remember they were going through all of our stuff and I knew, I, I, I guess I didn't have anything on me and I didn't live there. So there was no way for them to prove, you know, anything. Yeah. And I hadn't, I don't think had been smoking. I think, Maybe I, I don't know. We were vaping, I think. So this, that, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't prove, but I was like, sure. You know, and it was just the pit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It like in the pit of your, or like when you think you're pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. It's that like you go through the fear of the worst thing that could possibly happen. And then for me, it's happened. So I'm like, okay, I didn't die. survived yeah exactly it's that like yeah i've been arrested i've had my freedom taken away and i did a bad thing (laughs) so 
yeah, I for me it feels very much like that kind of surrender. Like, oh well, uh. <laughs> so what is your relationship with your higher power like right now? Um it's pretty good, you know. Um today. Today it's good. Today I've turned a lot of things over today. Um and yeah, but Sometimes I, it's either good or I like forget that my higher power even exists. Um, you know, sometimes it's bad when something terrible has happened, then it's bad, but it's usually when, 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 yeah, yeah, I don't know. Now I feel bad for saying that it's good because terrible things have happened. They're just not happening to me right now. You know, like with the, mm-hmm. going on. but I don't think you should feel bad about it. You can't yeah. judge your relationship with your higher power. You just gotta like, it is what it is. It's a support through. I I don't think I have a higher power that like does bad things to people or to, to me, but I do know that I have a higher power that supports me. It is yeah. probably the main reason why I'm not a stir crazy mess right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially like quarantining alone um, for the most part, you know, it's like, well, I, got, I mean, I got to have somebody and my cat is not my higher power. Like, I love her, but you know, I'm so glad I have a cat right now. Did you know in New York, they're running out of animals in the shelters? People are running out and adopting dogs, cats, bunnies. They're going for it. Oh my God. I want my, I want my mom to get a dog. She lives in Nebraska and I want my boyfriend to get a dog. I, I want them both to get dogs. I think that not that dogs are the solution to our problems, but I think that dogs can be part of the solution and cats. I think so too. I think so too. Bunnies also, you know, but bunnies poop a lot, don't they? I don't care for bunnies. I know there are some people that love bunnies, but I'm not, I grew up in the country. I'm like, "Mm, that's just a chicken that bites. Yeah. (laughs) I, I grew up, like, I never had a real pet. I had, like, a parakeet. No offense to parakeet. Like, it's crabs and fish and stuff. I mean, I never had crabs. I had hermit crabs, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um. <laughs> That's great. I love it. That's so funny. We wrote, I had to write some roast jokes for some people, and I got to write one that was, like, so-and-so is such a slut, her crabs are the size of real crabs <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. About that was very funny it was like so stupid and silly and like oh that was, that was fun actual crabs <laughs> um yeah I, I i think pets are i i think pets are just a source of pure joy and love and that's what it is. It's like you want the people in your life to feel pure joy and love. So what is, we're getting to our last question. Very excited. What is your one thing that you want to like tell other people? Like one thing that you want somebody just like you to hear right now? Um. Yeah. So my like motto has always been never give up. Um, that's crazy. I got like emotional for a second because I was thinking about how like that is sort of selfish because now it's like for me, like never give up has always been like, 
you know, on your dreams and like, cause all that matters is you and what you want, you know, so don't give, but now I really think never give up is like, even though it feels like there's no momentum and everything you do is for not like, that's not true. Um, so don't give up whether it's like with what you were trying to do or with finances or with helping this other person or on your parent who doesn't want to quarantine or like whatever, like, just don't give up. Just don't give up. Yeah. I love that, Christina. I wrote um, that on the wall in the bathroom when I was really drunk and visited LA before moving here. And I've been trying to find that bar ever since. <laughs> I'm sure it's not there anymore. I wrote it really big. If you are in the Los Angeles area and you've seen uh, that quote on a bathroom wall, please. Uh, contact uh, Christina Marie Leonard. How can people find you? How can people contact you with that bar information? Oh, you can, the, probably the best way is Instagram. I'm at Christina Marie Leonard. It's Christina with a C-H. Yeah. Yes, if you see it, take a picture and tag me. I love it. I love it. And is there anything you want to tell anybody about? Is that like your videos on Instagram? Uh, where can people find what you're doing? So um, the main things I'm trying to do during this weird time is I'm hosting a open mic on Zoom every Sunday night with another friend, Orchid Cameron. Nice. So you can, there's a slot. It's called Jesus Flower Open Mic because <laughs> Christina, Jesus, Orchid, Flower, it's silly. So like slotted. It. Yeah, so they can do that. It's just donation-based for fun and then I've got like these rocker jewelry that I make on Etsy it's cutting edge clothes so yeah like I make them out of guitar picks and I'm making masks now too for the quarantine and all yeah if you want to um I will send you and you can share this if you want I'll send yes. you a YouTube it's how to make your own mask so um you just use yeah it's great well and I heard that we were we need to wear masks now, if we go outside, did you hear that? It's like required now. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I talked with a friend before coming on here and I wasn't able to look it up or anything. And I deleted the news app from my phone because it was causing me anxiety. So anxiety, call yeah. back. Um, but, but so I don't know if this is true, but either way, masks are helpful and, you yeah. know, make your own that to buy the ones the hospital blah blah we all know that but uh okay so you get old t-shirts and then the the video shows you how to make a pattern um it's just you make it with like construction paper and you put the pattern and you just do like these four squares of an old t-shirt and you like sew them together i hand sew because i'm not good at using a sewing machine and then um, you use elastic. I've just been using hair ties. So you just like cut the hair tie. So it's like a long elastic thing. And then, um, do you care if I show you one? Yes, please. Oh, I'm totally trapped in here. Hold on. <laughs> no, that's okay. So, um, if you are listening on the podcast version of this, um, I am recording some actual video, which will be releasing onto a Patreon, um, for 12 questions, probably it'll be like 12 questions, seven tradition or something, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a pretty cool way to support. So I am recording this video. And so you, she's going to model one of these incredible masks. And I'm really excited because I've been attempting to create masks on my own and they are not this cool. 
I just look like Mad Max Fury Road t-shirts tied around my face. Like, it's all crazy. I'm so excited. You have to text me a picture once you do it. Okay. So, it's the video glitched, so I hopefully I'm looking over you. Okay, you're um, good. But if I am, I'm Okay. So, this is, like, the hair tie part on the end. Mm. Um, and so, then this is the whole thing. This is of an old – I can't market it like this because – but it's like it's made of a Jimi Hendrix shirt, just so you know. Ooh. Uh, but I think, yeah. How was I wearing it? I was wearing it like this. Nice. Oh, she's pandemic, but fashion. Yes, Mama, work that mask. You totally make these. It's really easy, and I'll send you the link, and you can share it with your friends if you want. And people I'm, I'm very into it. I actually watched a video with a doctor who said that the reason for wearing the mask is not, or a bandana is not because it's going to super protect you. It's because you won't touch your face. Yeah. That's what I heard too. Oh my yeah. God. So I, I had, I started to try to construct my own masks and a bunch of my friends kind of like cornered me and they were like, you know, that's actually supposed to be worse for you and you're doing this and you shouldn't do that. And they're kind of hating on me. And then I watched this video with this doctor from New York and I was like, actually I'm a visionary. So whatever. That's awesome. Yeah, I had a bidet and I bought my beans and rice months ago because I saw this shit coming. So don't. <laughs> so you're also a future teller, I believe. Oh, thank you. I will. I will take that. I wish I could tell more, um, I guess, some more useful things, or, or at least more practical things, maybe some career things, you know, <laughs> lottery numbers. Uh, that'd be nice. Um, well, Christina, you've been a delight. And how we end this podcast every week is we say, um, if nobody's told you this today, I love you. Wait, what is that? And I, I'm telling you this, Christina, huh? if nobody's told you this today, I love you. If nobody's told you this today, I love you. I don't know if I can say that back, but... Yeah, thank you. And and if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, we love you. All right, bye, guys. Bye. so much for listening and thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you. All right.